I'm Rabbi Brian. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're listening. We're still talking about the Bible. All right. Last week, last time we looked at what does it mean to assume that the Bible isn't true. This week, we're going to wholeheartedly go into the opposite assumption. What are the ramifications of believing that the Bible is true, that it is the Word of God as written? Now, if it is written exactly as the Word of God, fantastic. Everything that's in it can help us to learn about God. For example, people even go as far as numerology. They add up the letters of what some words are, and they can help to find, if it all is divine, every bit of it can help you to know something about the author's intention or what it is God wants for us. Now, there are some things that must first be understood. If what looks like a contradiction cannot be a contradiction if it is God's word, and that makes perfect sense. For example... In the, in the Bible, the Ten Commandments are listed once in Exodus, once in Deuteronomy. One time it's written that the Sabbath day is to be kept. One time it's written that the Sabbath day is to be remembered. As so long as this document has no mistakes in it, it's not that a scribe one time wrote one instead of the other. It's that kept and remembered are there for a reason. And what is the reason? Jewish tradition can tell us that it's that we should keep remembering how important it is to keep the Sabbath day. And how about um, uh, redundancies, tautologies, things that are repeated? For example, God tells Abram, who becomes Abraham later, um, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household. It's all there for a reason, so it's not redundant. Each word there is there for a reason. For example, um, if you're called to follow God, you're told to leave everything from the global country through the communal people to the personal family. And then there's another thing. If and the, the assumption we're working under that every word of the Bible is there for a reason, what do you do with laws that are no longer to be followed? For example, kill your disobedient children. Um, in Christian explanation, and I will tell you, most Christians and a lot of Christians don't even know this is the explanation how they can not follow the laws written in what they call the Old Testament, is that um, this is what Jesus came to. Jesus came to free people from the burden of the laws. On the Jewish side, some legal footwork is needed. So if the child's a minor under the age of a bar bat mitzvah, its mother or father are responsible for his or her actions, and the child shouldn't be punished. Uh, therefore, the punishment should be meted out to the parents, which is not commanded, and so it shouldn't be carried out. But on the other hand, if the child's old enough to be punished, then the child's an adult, no longer must answer to his mother or father, and therefore is no longer disobedient. Therefore, one does not need to follow the law of stoning the disobedient child. Similar things for an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth. No one person's eye is the exact same size as another person's eye. No person's tooth is the exact same. So obviously the biblical uh, words, while it says that, don't mean that. That's some legal fancy footwork. Um, lots of love. I'm Rabbi Brian.